Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to still talk about the NFL. How are you doing, King? I'm I'm good, thank you. I've got a cold, so sorry if my voice is a bit grovelly. Well, that's alright. Yeah. We're still here. We are. Super Bowl has finished. Yeah. So that means the end of the NFL season. It does. For some people, they can't get enough. I don't know about you, King, but this weekend was one of the saddest weekends, just knowing there was no NFL games happening at all. Uh, and there will not be any NFL ha- games happening for a long time. This is true. I, do you know what? I was so hungover, I didn't think about the NFL <laughs> once this, week- <laughs> this weekend. Like that, was it? Well, yeah, I moved house Friday and then went out drinking two days in a row because I now live right in the centre of town. So it's just You have too moved convenient. to your penthouse in the city. So it is too convenient. So Bruce Wayne. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're still here. We're going to talk about some NFL because obviously there are things to talk about. There are indeed. Reviewing the year. Um, we've got lots of other people to talk to over the next few weeks and we're going to look at the Combine in a couple of weeks' time because for those that don't know, that's where the people that are hopefully going to be selected in the draft get a chance to perform like circus seals. Yep, and in- basically either run fast or don't. Or jump high. or No one really cares about that. It's just how quick's their 40. <laughs> that's so a 40 yard dash what's the what's the benchmark for that one King well it depends on the position the, the fastest ever I think is 426 that was Chris Johnson it was it? yeah so if you can he'll never be in the Hall of Fame according to you he won't be <laughs> um, yeah so if, if anyone beats that then that's impressive mm-hmm. it's funny when you get the the time recordings and then you get the actual recordings because one guy got really close a couple of years ago yeah do you remember Taylor Mays safety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He got very close, um, but then his his actual laser recording was about t- tenth of a second oh, slower. Oh, so the guy with the stopwatch went. Oh, yeah. he's amazing! Yeah. Oh my god, look how quick he is! Oh no, actually, he's just he's what? still very fast. Surely but. they get the recording back pretty quickly. They can wait a few yeah. seconds, can't they? No, because they like to they like to do it immediately based okay. on. I think it's on the screen stop clock, and then from there they do the uh, the electronic laser timing. Well, I'm sure everyone can't wait for us to talk about that in detail in a few weeks' time. You you get a couple of... The, the good thing about the Combine, the reason we want to talk about it, is you get some sort of workhorse... Workout warriors, sorry. And mm-hmm. it's a couple of people that fly up draft boards because they are just crazy athletic. Um, and, and some drop down as well. Yeah, because absolutely. Because it's not just about physical strength. I mean, we, we, we're cutting into the Combine podcast already, but yeah. it's also about interviews and they talk to the general managers because... Yep. That's when Nowadays, the doctors, you have to be whiter than white, don't you? Well, yeah, absolutely. It's when the doctors do their checkups as well, you start to mm-hmm. find things. Remember right. a few years ago, Daquan Bowers was predict- projected to be maybe even the first overall pick. Got taken in the second round, but he's done absolutely nothing, purely because his knee was so bad Yeah, that they said he's going to have a three, four-year career be- at best. So uh, it really does impact people's futures, mm-hmm. uh, despite it being somewhat trivial to those who uh, who don't enjoy it. So yeah, we'll be really delving into the Combine, so for those of you who don't know much about it, we've got the King here that does, and myself, I know a little bit about the Combine, but nowhere near as much as uh, my learned friend. Yes. And then in a few months' time, we've got the draft, so we're going to try and keep you entertained until the draft, um, and then obviously we love the draft, so... We do. And then we, we might have a summer break. We might do our own OTAs and uh, have a have a break off the podcast from then. Yeah, we might have a yeah sporadic podcast over the summer. We'll see. Sporadic at best. That's our thoughts right now, guys. Okay, but so for the time being, we've got loads to talk about, and we want to focus this podcast, King. Yep. All on the offense for this year because, mm-hmm. lordy, it was a good year for offense. Yeah. Loads of numbers being put up by lots of different players. Indeed. 
And so it was. It's our task tonight to pick out the best offensive players of this year. So if we were drafting a team for this year, just based on this year, is how I've done it. Who would we pick at each position? Yeah, I, I've kind of done that. I've gone with the, my favourite team. <laughs> or how I would best put together a team based on people's uh, performances this okay, year. Okay, okay. Well, Similar. we'll see how we go, because Similar. I'm sure we're going to have differences of opinions on this. For sure we will, yeah. The team that I thought I was going to pick, I didn't end up picking. Interesting. In fact, some people I've picked, I don't particularly like. <gasps> oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I am intrigued. And what are the rulings, Jim? Uh, my decision's final. No, what are the rulings, <laughs> as in how many players at each position? Okay, so we're going to pick a quarterback. Yep. Two running backs, yep. three wide receivers, yep. a tight end, yep. and an overall O-line. Okay. So, I don't want to argue about left uh, right guard. <laughs> and, uh, no. Who's the best right guard or best centre? So, we're going to pick, out of all the 32 teams, which team had the best O-line? Mm-hmm. Like the Cowboys, for example. For example, could be them. Could, could well be them, or could, could be someone close to them. Could be, <laughs> could be someone else, yeah. And then what we'll also do is we'll probably look at a rookie team of the year. Mm-hmm. For offense, so the same positions again. See how tired we get. Yeah, yeah. For Shouldn't take too long though. Shouldn't yeah. take too long. So let's let's crack into it then, King. Let's. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna defer to you. All right. I'm gonna defer to the second half. So my QB. Interesting. Of you, 2016. You've gone there first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, where, where should I go? I don't know. It's the prize piece, isn't it? In the in the puzzle. Yep. I've picked an Aaron Charles Rogers. Interesting. As my QB for 2016. Interesting. Okay. Didn't think I was going to. No, that's fine. Uh, but I, I did. Because when when I was thinking about these positions, I was thinking about players that really carried their team, if not for the entire season, yep. carried them for large chunks of the season. And while Aaron Rodgers had a, a dip, you know, around week four to week eight, um. Yeah, the second half of the season, he was the best quarterback, and the only reason the Packers got through to the divisional round mm-hmm. was on his shoulders. Yeah, I cannot disagree with you there, which is why you have a unanimous decision. Woo-hoo! I've also gone with Aaron Rodgers again. I've not gone this. I've well, I have gone this season, but the, I'm picking the best team or who I think would be the best team based off performances this season mm-hmm. and how they all fit together. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I haven't thought about how they fit together. I've gone scheme. <laughs> On scheme, but yeah, no, I agree. Aaron Rodgers, uh, yes, he did have the dip at the, you know, in the first half of the season, um, but just to sort of repeat exactly what you just said a minute ago to bore everyone, I couldn't pick Brady because he missed four games. True, I didn't pick Brady because I think that Rodgers is more versatile. Mm. I think that Brady was the better quarterback this year. Also, Brady had receivers and running backs to count on. True. Whereas True. You know, Rogers has never had a running back really to to count on, apart from one season of Eddie Lacy. No, and to be fair, from a consistency standpoint, I think Matt Ryan deserves a shout as well. I was going to say him next, but, but he he, I don't think is as versatile. Despite Rogers not being as agile as he was previously, mm-hmm. he still has this unbelievable ability to move within the pocket. Seem as if he's uh, just well playing hopscotch essentially and then if he needs to can roll out and, and get you a couple of yards well it's what we talked about on the the preview for the Super Bowl podcast mm. King it was Matt Ryan has so many great pieces around him he's yep. got Julio Jones Mohamed Sanu Taylor Gabriel Tevin Coleman you know Devonta Freeman mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have that he no. has Jordy Nelson who he's built up a rapport with no one drafted Jordy Nelson no you know he's, he's not you know a 
a home run uh, wide receiver with anyone else. No. That's come after years of training with the best quarterback in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And they've never had a, a running game, so you know what's coming. Yeah. You know the pressure that's coming at you, and, and you know... He still slings it. Yeah, so that was my choice for quarterback, and I'm glad to hear that you've, uh, you've backed me up on that one. I have. I have absolutely done that. So, two running backs then. Yeah. I've picked two absolute monsters of the game. Interesting, because I know who you've gone with already. <laughs> Can I say and see if I'm right? Yeah, go on then. You've gone with Le'Veon Bell, and you've gone with David Johnson. I have. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, this is me just guessing. Yeah, I've got stats to back it up, though, as but well. But you've, you've kept Brady out because he missed four games. You said that specifically <laughs> a few minutes ago. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell missed three games. Yeah. So four was the limit, was it, for leaving them out? Four, yeah. Four was the limit. Any, any more than three, and I'm you're I'm glad we clarified where your limits were. You absolute look, look. home run mess. Jeez. Steelers fan. Jesus. Okay, look. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back this up with stats then, all right? Because obviously you're annoyed that I've picked Le'Veon Bell. I'm not annoyed. He was one of the ones I picked. <laughs> so let's look at the last three years for Le'Veon Bell, okay? Yeah. Because he's only been in the league for four. Mm-hmm. 2015, he only hit for six games. So that's a, white, a washout at the start, okay? So mm-hmm. 2014, he played... In all 16 games. Good for him. It's not like uh, him. He's only played in 12 this time. But he only had 100 more rushing yards in 2014 than he did in 2016. Yeah. His average uh, per carry has gone up mm-hmm. from 4.7 to 4.9 yards a carry yep. when he's rushing. He only had one less touchdown for four less games. And um, his first downs were pretty much the same as well. So he, he ran for pretty much the same amount of first downs as he did in 2014. His receptions, again, they're pretty much the same as they were in 2014. Yeah. I just love how you've prepared all that because you knew I was going to hammer you for putting well, Le'Veon Bell. you know, I have looked at this. I for, He's done as, almost as much with four less games than he did in 2014. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think having Big Ben around for more of the season helped him because yep. he was injured a lot of last year. Um, I can't argue with Le'Veon Bell. I, he was in my team. Good. <laughs> I just wanted to hammer you first, that was all. Um, I originally went with Ezekiel Elliott, but I didn't realise we were doing a rookie team. So if we're going to do that... We're going to do a rookie we're team. Gonna, I'm pretty sure he's going to make the rookie running back roster. I, so. I can't think about arguing with you on No, that so I, I, I'm happy with David Johnson as well. I'm happy with all three well, of those. Well, come on. I mean, uh, we're talking about players that carried their teams. Yeah, David Car- Johnson was the only bright spark for the Cardinals. Here, Carson... Uh, Calais Campbell didn't have a bad season. Um, but, but he doesn't score points, does he? No. No, he doesn't. If he did score a touchdown this year, but David Johnson carried his team. There's a reason that Johnson was picked for the Pro Bowl this year. So it's his second full season. Mm. Uh, 2015, he did 581 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. This year, he did 1,239 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns. Okay, so he's tripled his amount of yards and he's doubled his amount of touchdowns. In receiving, okay... Last year, he had 36 targets, 457 yards. This year, he's had 80 targets for 879 yards. So he's now devastating in both the pass and the rush game. Yeah, which I think is important. And I think Le'Veon Bell does that as well. Interesting you mentioned the Pro Bowl, just for a spanner in the works. David Johnson was actually picked as a reserve in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but everyone's picked as a bloody reserve in the Pro Bowl. Behind Ezekiel Elliott. (laughs) I don't think that's right. I don't think that should have happened. That's that's probably um, Cowboys fans voting. It's much for muchness, I think, with those two. They're, they're, I think those three are in a league of their own based yeah, on yeah. what performances last year. 
and it's very much pick your poison. David Johnson for me was a standout running back last year. And what he did with a weak team. He's also only a second year running back and this is his first full season being the starter because mm. he was back up to Chris Johnson at the start of last season. Yeah, it was what I was saying about the uh, the touches and yeah, yeah. No, just I agree. how much more he's taken on. Yeah. Absolute stud of a running back. He is a stud. I agree with that. So, yes, we have three <laughs> consensus picks there. So that's it's a good start. Okay, then. Right, so wide receivers, King. Yeah. I think we're going to veer off now. Yeah, I think we might. <laughs> I think we might. Okay, my first choice. Go. Michael, Lynn, Evans, the third. He's in my team. Is he? Yeah. Ooh. I thought he might be because this guy is electric. He is electric. Look at his stats from, uh, you know, it's just steadily increased as he's gone on his three years in the game. His first year, he had 12 touchdowns. His mm-hmm. second year, had a massive slump down to three. Back up this year to 12 touchdowns. His his catches for first downs pretty much doubled from that stellar first year. Yep. So he's finally uh, reliable again. And he was Jameis Winston's go-to guy. He was. He was indeed. In a team which is, you know, getting underrated, I guess, now. Because I think they're finally starting to turn the corner. They've got some exciting players on that on that Tampa team. Yeah, but they're Mike on the Evans rise. Mike really is the kind of stud player in that, that mix. I think they're on the rise, yeah. I think he's a standout, definitely. Jameis Winston looks great, but Evans is the one who is an all-pro talent. Yeah. As it stands right now. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think we might also have another one that's the same. Go on then. In Julio Jones. No. What? <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> I didn't pick Julio Jones for my team. Did you not? No. Julio Jones? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's Julio Jones, yeah? <laughs> the the best receiver in the game? Yeah. That Julio Jones yeah. you've not picked? No. Interesting. Because my theory was Mike Evans, Julio Jones on the outside mm-hmm. is just well who's going to stop him the physicality the speed the you know the catch radius all of the above and then do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to chuck Julian Edelman in the slot as well oh dangerous my team's <laughs> unbelievable Rogers. wait who'd you, who'd you put your third one Julian Edelman oh you put Edelman I ain't got Edelman either no because you've got Antonio Brown nope who have you gone with <laughs> OBJ nope who have you gone with? Go on. Wait, so hang on. So you've got Julio Jones. I've got my three, basically, is yeah. Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and Julian Edelman. All right. So I've gone for a classic slot receiver. I've gone for two big guys outside who also add uh, great route running, catching ability. They can go up in the air and get it in the end zone. They're, they're red zone threats. Mm-hmm. And also, just the physicality. How are you going to stop those two guys outside with Edelman, who is just a catching machine in the middle? Oh, I can't argue with you on that one. Th- those but th- I'm not picking them. Those three, phenomenal. <laughs> I went with players that have had their kind of their best year this year. Oh. So you're looking at trends and, and move and improving year on year. Okay. And so that's why I haven't gone for Julio Jones because technically he didn't do any better than 2012's Julio Jones. I don't care. He's the best player. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best receiver. He didn't do anything different really to 2012. No, he's just been bossing it since he, he, has been bossing ju- it. Since he came into the league. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, so, Julio, for doing sorry, that. Sorry, Julio. You're not, making, you're not making Doesn't the best players of 2016 <laughs> list because you're always good. I went for Douglas. Oh, Doug Baldwin. Dwayne Baldwin Jr. Why are you, you searching for middle names? <laughs> <laughs> this is, 
What, you don't know all their middle names? No. Why not? Because I don't care. Doug Baldwin, I think, in many ways, had a better year this year than last year, even though he caught, was it 14 touchdowns last year? Mm-hmm. He only caught seven this year, so he caught half the amount of touchdowns. Yeah. You So far, but, you're doing really badly at trying to sell me on how well <laughs> Doug Baldwin played compared to last year. But he's year. done more yards, more targets, more receptions, and caught more first down passes as well. He but was, aren't they all of those synonymous with him having more targets? Isn't Considering no, he didn't have more tar- no because <laughs> he did better out of the targets he got. He didn't get that many more targets, but no. he did a lot better with, with the targets he got. Okay, so I, I felt I, and actually, if, when you watched him this year as well, he was an absolute menace. Yeah, he put himself the in that top season. tier. He put himself in the that entire top season. Tier. There were games when Julio Jones went missing. Uh, there were games when he went missing. Come on, when he was triple teamed. Yeah. And do you know what? He's not selfish. He won't get. He doesn't get mad when that happens. That's why he's in my team every day of the week. <laughs> every day of the week. There were games he wasn't as productive, whereas I just felt Doug Baldwin had a much better overall season than he's ever had before. Than he has ever had before, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you didn't say than Julio Jones, because that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> Who's your third guy? I'm not mad at you adding him. I just think my team's better. He's got to get some love. My team's better. Carry on. All right. Well, I've gone for someone that I don't actually like that much. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, but I think that he didn't really get any love this year despite all the work he did interesting and that is Eugene Marquise Hilton T.Y. Hilton I know I know yeah. I'm just wondering no, why I'm you saying keep saying, saying that <laughs> this is outrageous well you don't know T.Y. is short for Eugene Marquise <laughs> I knew that T.Y. was called Eugene yeah so I went for T.Y. Hilton out of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it wasn't a good year for Indianapolis. Don't no. Know if you noticed. Um, but the reason I picked T.Y. was because on that team, he was really the only threat. At least receiving. I mean, you had Frank Gore had a little bit of a resurgence this year. Yeah, Moncrief was in and out. Moncrief had a couple Moncrief of games. That, good, Moncrief, that, I like Moncrief. Yeah, he looked like he could maybe take that step up and be a, one of the better number twos in the league. But then, again, to to use your... I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. To use your Julio Jones comparison <laughs> wasn't in every game. No. Oh Whereas God. T.Y. was in every game. If you look at it, he had 91 receptions this year. Yep. The next closest was Jack Doyle at 59. Yeah, that's crazy. So... And T.Y. Hilton did 1,448 yards, Jack Doyle 574. Yeah. So he's done three times the amount as the next best person on his team. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 16 yards a play. Yeah, you've you've. I quite like the balance with your wide receiver group. You've got a, a, a guy who is a possession receiver in Doug Baldwin first. Yes, he's he's better than that. That's mm-hmm. mean selling yeah, him short, but him short. he is great on the in third down situations. Yeah, you've got Evans who's a red zone threat, and you've got T.Y. Hilton who can take it to the house. Yeah, just and he can play slot. Still minor better, but yeah, no, I agree <laughs> that you've got a good group of players. I think that uh, I think the stats talk to themselves. I think you need to put it on Twitter and find out because this is going to be the biggest debate. Wide receivers, who do no, people like? because they're not going to think about all the stats that get involved. It's just going to be, oh, do you think Julio Jones is better than T.Y. Hilton? It's like, well, <laughs> that's what I'm relying it's on. It's not fair. That's what I'm <laughs> relying on. <laughs> they need to listen to this as well, all right? They need to hear the reasoning. They it's do. not just as easy as saying, no, it's Julio Jones because it's always Julio Jones. Julio Jones has, has had some bad years and he's had some bad games. But 
We've been, I'm talking about injuries here. You've always made arguments. I'm not saying he's ever been a bad player. No. I'm saying no. he's been he's been taken out of games, okay? Or he's been not being used properly by Shanahan or whatever, you know. Yeah. They didn't go to him enough. But for whatever reason, he hasn't been... He's he's the biggest cog in a team that had the best offense, really, last year. I think they were 0-5 or something this season as well, when he caught for over 150 yards or 100 yards. Owen, you mean 5-0? and No, I mean 0-5, when Julio Jones caught for over 100 yards. What's they always lost? Yep. How does that make any sense? It does. What? It does make sense. It means that they're, they're too... come out of nowhere. They're too <laughs> reliant upon him... They're too reliant upon him when other people weren't performing. Mm-hmm. He is their safety blanket. So when everything's going well and you can distribute the ball evenly, yeah. Julio Jones is happy with that because he'll just get his whenever he needs to because he's that good. Mm-hmm. But when you're solely reliant upon him and no one else is ticking, then... They lose. You, you can, yeah, because all, all you then do is just... You try and stifle him as much as you can and you know that the rest of it's not going. So I think he is just on another level to anyone else in this team. I've just proven I've picked three guaranteed number ones at their their position for those teams. So have I. Yeah, but I've picked ones with better stats this year than there before. Yeah, but that's not the game. <laughs> it's my game. I, w- I win. Anyway, I win. I've agreed. Tight end. There's only one for me. Go on then. Greg Olson. Nope. G-Bone. Greg Olson. No. S- he's not hands. had a great year. He's not, he's not as good as last year. I don't care. He's a run blocker. He's he's strong in the game, in the run game. He's selfless. He didn't get many targets this year, but still played amazingly well. And I think he led all tight ends in fantasy scoring or something. Fantasy scoring. Yeah, but I mean, uh, he had good yards. He Was had it three touchdowns. He got this year. I don't. Yeah, but I I'd said the whole way through the season. I don't think they were utilizing him enough. I it doesn't take away from the fact. I think he's the, still the best tight end in the game. So Greg Olson for me. He's, he helps, he's not the best tight end in the game. He helps in the run game. And yeah, he's just a, such a safe pair of hands. And combine that with his route running ability, I think he's just he's a, a matchup nightmare for anyone. I absolutely agree with you. 2015's Greg Olson is a matchup nightmare. Yep. In fact, you know, he did over 1,100 yards receiving. Yep. Had seven touchdowns he in did. 2015. This year. He only had three touchdowns. He did. And so that's how I can't put him in this this team of the year. I could have put him in last year, but I can't put him in this year. Okay. I think you're thinking back through his, you know, through his seasons. He's had nine seasons in the league now, King. He I has. There's a lot to fall back on. That's you know the trap you can fall into if you're not looking at the here and now. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> Totally get your argument, Mister. I haven't picked Julio Jones. Carry on. Yeah. So I have picked as my tight end. Mm-hmm. Well, there was really only one choice because I went with the person who scored the most touchdowns. Right. Okay. Do you know who that is Travis Kelsey? Nope. Who's that? It is Cameron Brait. Oh my god, Cameron Brait. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, my team's gonna smash yours. It's not. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because Cameron Bray is the epitome of an improving, uh, you know, player. This I don't. I 2015. Think... Okay, only had 23 receptions and did 30 yards. No, sorry, hang on. He only had 20. Sorry, 23 receptions off 30 targets. Right. And he's done. He did 288 yards, three touchdowns, 
14 first downs. Okay? Yeah. This year, 57 receptions off 81 targets, 660 yards, 8 touchdowns, and 40 first downs converted. Okay? From 14 to 40. Aside from Mike Evans, he is now one of the best weapons that Mr. Jameis Winston has. And I like Jameis Winston quite a lot. Yeah, I disagree. Only Hunter Henry has as many touchdowns this year as a tight end. Yeah. I, I don't boy. Ca- I don't care. I'm not putting Bray in the team. That's how Why not? Just, not in this team. Cameron Bray's a really good player. I, I'm, he is. He is. This year, he's really he's stepped up. Absolutely. Well, no. He's... Greg Olsen's stepping down. So, Greg Olson's a better player. <laughs> if I had the choice between the two, I would take Greg Olson. This is this is how the Pro Bowl got filled up with you know Jeff Saturday. He's not. He wasn't in the Pro Bowl this year. Not this year, but I'm saying that's why Jeff they got Meyer. Jeff Jeff Saturday is a first ballot Hall of Famer. There are some players just get in on their name. I and you're thinking disagree. about a body of work rather than the best player this year. I think he would. Be the best player in my team for what I need. <laughs> he is the best player for that. I want a dual threat. I want someone who can block in the run game and create havoc in the t- in the pass game as well. And Greg Olson absolutely does that for me. All right. And I like the body of work. <laughs> you do. I do. You like that body. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, so that's why I'm taking Greg Olson. All right. I just went for the eight touchdowns. I think they count more than three. They do count more than three. Yeah. You're right, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I just disagree. Frankly, I think that I, I get what you're trying to do, um, and it's completely different to what I'm trying to do. Yeah, which I think <laughs> why there's such a disparity. Um, but I disagree on the break front personally. Because no one's talking about Cameron Bray, and they should be. No. What do you mean? No, he scored he, the most touchdowns. I know, the but, end. I know, but he only scored his first touchdown after like week six. So I just think that it's because people don't game plan for ca- for whatever his name is. Is it Cameron Bright? Mm-hmm. People don't game plan for that kind of guy, whereas Greg Olson gets game plan for. Caught me drinking. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> also that's also a factor. Yeah. Whatever. There you go. There you go. We've Come disagreed again. Come on in. Well, I knew you weren't going to agree with Cameron Bright because. What's the next bit? I was close to picking Jimmy Graham actually as well. He had a good year. I know, that's why I said you're going to pick a... No, he had better years. I think the obvious choice would have been Travis Kelsey, but neither of us went for uh, well, it. That's what I thought I was going to pick. When I first looked at this, I was like, that's Travis Kelsey. Mm. But no, Travis well, Kelsey had a better last year than he did this year. Or Jordan Reed, maybe. I, d- I like Jordan Reed. I was so close to picking him. You were so close to picking a lot of players. If I knew immediately if it was Travis Kelsey, I was then really bothered about not picking Jordan Reed, but he's just injured all the time, so... yeah. Okay, interesting. What's, yeah. the, what's the next bit? It's the O-line. O-line. Come on, Em. The O-line? Yeah. Wow. Are All you, five. You've got, to go, you've got to go first, I think. I'm going to go for the Raiders. Interesting. I just think they were so good this year. And yeah. Before the season started, they weren't really talked about. It was all free agents. There was only one player drafted in that line. Mm-hmm. And the way they managed to just really imposed themselves on the opposition mm-hmm. allowed for Latavius Murray and um, Washington and I can't remember the other one Jalen Richard that's it to really get some get some yards on them I think it was just a great performance by the Raiders 
offensive line. Yeah, they've it's moved up there. There now, like you said in the last podcast, A one and A B with the the Cowboys. I think so, and I think they had one of the best acquisitions of the preseason mm-hmm. in Osamelli, who they picked up, who yeah. became arguably the best guard in the league. Yeah, you got Donald Penn, who. We all made jo- we all made jokes about him giving up the sack that broke. <laughs> yeah, but come on! But that was the only sack he'd given <laughs> exactly, up to that point. Exactly. So he's um, you know, he was fantastic at left tackle as well. So yeah, I can't really argue with the Raiders. I've not gone for them, but I can't argue with them. <laughs> all but, right, who have you gone with then? I've gone with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I thought you might actually. You you've got a bit of a bit of a soft spot for these Titans. I do actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think we both you more than me. But mm. we both slept on Jack Conklin. He's, oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't that I slept on him. As, he shouldn't have gone that high, surely. No, and I think... Unless it really works out and you send well, it Well, he has, it has worked out. But also the fact that I think there was warped perception because of the Larry Tunsil situation mm-hmm. and, and Tunsil being valued so, or graded so much higher. He's not had a bad season, Tunsil, either. No, he's had a good season. They, they kicked him out to left tackle towards mm-hmm. the end of the year. They and, had to, didn't they? And I'm pretty sure since they moved him to left tackle... Uh, Jay Ajayi rushed for back-to-back 200-yard games. So yeah. you can't really argue with his his no. play. <laughs> but yeah. I just think Conklin had a really good year. I'll give him it. And Taylor, Le- Taylor Lewan, who there was question marks about coming into this season. So I know you'll like it because he's massively improved for 2016. <laughs> but um, Taylor Lewan had a fantastic year. Made a couple of nasty, nasty... Well, not nasty. He made some really good plays, but... Showed some nastiness and toughness by defending his quarterback and being ejected a couple of times, which actually I saw as a positive. And the rest done, of the- they were done at the right time. It wasn't like Travis Kelsey throwing flags at refs. No, no, that was hilarious though. Just for his own benefit. But yeah. Jones stepped up at centre. Uh, Kelly at tackle as well was was decent as a, a sort of backup. But it's mainly the two bookends in Conklin and, and Lewan who are third year and and rookie players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, when you've got your franchise guy in Marcus Mariota... He needed more protection. It was blatantly obvious after he, last he year. He absolutely did. And they needed to establish more of a run game. And, you know, they get Derek Henry, which which was a great pickup in the draft. But yep. DeMarco Murray, back to the DeMarco Murray we saw behind that Cowboys line that everyone thinks is the best in the league, which yeah. I think everyone thinks is the best in the league. Rightly so. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, You haven't gone from them. No, I haven't. But I, th- I just think this is a younger group... Um, and I like the, the nastiness and toughness that they showed me. Yeah. And they've, they've proved that they can, you know, help you increase your run game from what you had previously and also keep your quarterback upright, which I think are two things that are really important for an offensive line. <laughs> it's so, kind of their raison d'etre. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was happy with them and that's why I'm going for them. And they're young, which I liked. Before we go for a quick break, mm. I'm the th- I know we toyed with it earlier, but... Backup quarterback? Is anyone worthy of being a backup quarterback in these teams? Well, I said Dak Prescott and you wouldn't let me have him. No, because really he came in pre-season. When the season started for week one, Yeah. Was did any backup quarterback, actual backup quarterback, come in and do a half-decent job? Um, Cody Kessler wasn't bad for the Browns. I said that during the season. You, you slated me for it. You said he was nothing. As far as backups go, he wasn't bad. What about Garoppolo? Who's now going to have a fire sale to him? You know, they're going to Garoppolo trade, started be week one. Ugh, so you can't have him. Right, so what, Brady's the backup? <laughs> I mean, the depth chart would Brady. show that Garoppolo is behind him on the depth chart. No, yeah. 
and Jacoby Brissett would did all right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know to be honest with you. Who who else came in and did a reasonable job? Yeah, I can't. I mean, backup court, Carson but... Wentz doesn't count either, really, because he was the starter week one. Yep. Yep. No, uh... no one. Can't really think of anyone. Jared Goff for sure not. No. That guy was terrible. <laughs> TJ Yates. He got a win, didn't he? He did. TJ Yates is a playoff quarterback. Yeah. Because that's normally only when he plays. Yeah. But yeah. No, I can't really think of a backup that's come in and done well this season. No. No. Sorry, backup quarterbacks, but you yeah. stink. You do stink. Anyway, uh, let's take a break then, King. Back in a minute. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for Valentine's Day, actually. King, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, it's it is. It's all about the offense tonight. It is. I actually, <laughs> I actually got a phone call from someone saying, "Are you spending your Valentine's with the, your one true love?" <laughs> I went, "Yeah, Jim is coming over." Hey. So lucky me. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we've talked about the offensive team of the year, mm-hmm. but we, there's some news that happens, King. Even after the Super Bowl, things happen. You wouldn't know it in the NFL. I honestly don't know it because I mentioned I just moved house. I mm-hmm. haven't got internet installed yet, so I'm. Dark ages. Super behind everything. <laughs> okay, well, let's uh, bring it up to speed then. Yeah, please do. So Victor Cruz is finally being released from the New York Giants. Yeah, that's a real shame, actually. It's been a, a long road for Victor. It has. I mean, he helped him win Super Bowl 46, was it? It was around then. Yeah. <laughs> Beating the Patriots in one of the two times they've been beaten. Uh, Victor Cruz was an elite wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's what happens with some injuries. You're never quite the same again. And unfortunately, those MCL tears that he had. Yeah, back-to-back as well. Yeah. It's just too much, really. Yeah, it was. It's a he shame. He did feature a bit this year. He but. did. And, he, uh, you know, if he can still make plays, there's, there'll be a, a roster spot for him. But he was, frustratingly, he was one of sort of the bright spots and, and up-and-comers in the league. And more very exciting, a bit of a character as well. But not in a bad way. He was quite humble, but... You know, did a little salsa dance and was on commercials, and actually was clearly highly touted enough for Nike to make his own trainer, mm. which doesn't happen very often. So, unlike OBJ, Victor Cruz's salsa dance was a natural thing. He didn't actually go out trying to set up a, you know, a yeah. brand. It was just something that he didn't know what to do when he got in the end zone, and he remembered that. Well, I think he said to someone that he would salsa just once and then it became a thing everyone loved it so yeah. he kept doing it yeah so he looks, seems like a nice guy he does he's been ballers a few times as well I've seen, yeah I've seen interviews with him he's, he seems like a really good bloke so I hope mm. he I hope he finds somewhere because I think even if if he can become a possession guy his experience and his route running even if he's lost a step he's still going to find a home somewhere he just might not command the big bucks he once did. No, it's freed up around seven and a half million in uh, cap space for the the Giants. Yeah, so that's a lot of money. It is. It is for someone that doesn't really get involved too much anymore. No, when they picked uh, spicked when they picked up Sterling Shepard, it was uh, curtains. That was curtains for him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, two Packers that have finally moved on. James Starks, after seven years in uh, in Green Bay, has yep. been uh, moved on. Frees yeah. up 2.8 mil, I think, in the cap space for the, yeah. the Packers, that one. He's only been he's, visible for about a year and a half of that, so... <laughs> he's always been there, but always in the background. Even before Eddie Lacy turned up, James Starks was, was never the, the number one running back No, in Green Bay. And from our talks with Packer Tim, who actually quite, quite 
uh, quite likes. He rates him, doesn't he? Yeah, he rates him. I don't yeah. know how I've said that wrong, but who actually quite likes him? Yeah, that sounds better when you say it. I can't. Yeah. If I say it, it sounds wrong, but it quite likes uh, James Dark. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just seemed like a very average back in a mediocre backfield. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and uh, Sam Shields as well. He uh, penned a new deal back in 2013, but a few headaches have uh, have arisen for Sam over the last couple of years. Yeah, been caught with marijuana last October as well, probably to try and help with the headaches. Um, headaches yeah, being concussions, correct? Yes. Yeah. His release release is just uh, under five mil, I think, of uh, cap after that last salary um, contract. Yeah, it's a loss for yeah. them. That's a bit of a loss because he was. It wasn't terrible, was he? He was a good player back in the day. Mm. Um, Did really well in '08. But um, yeah, which is him why he got Tr- the contract in '09. Him and Tremont Williams. Yes. But yeah, it's um, that's a bit of a shame, really, because they've got a whole. I think the sef- their secondaries. It's frankly, their whole roster's a bit shoddy. Mm. But um, their secondary in particular, I'm, I'm not. They've got some decent safeties, but besides that, I think they're a bit holy. You know, I know they're the cheese heads, but they are like Swiss cheese, and yeah. at the you know they're back into their defense. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a bit of a loss for them. But if it frees up five mils worth of cap space, then they're never high payers anyway, and they tend to find no. serviceable players. So hopefully they can replace him. And well, also, they, they're what, not replacing Dom Capers. So no, but on from his perspective, I've I've told you what my stance is on head injuries and head trauma. Mm-hmm. I think if he's had issues with concussions, it's a good time for him to get out. Get out. Yeah. Okay, and uh, then we've just heard from the league that Richard Sherman and the Seahawks won't be punished for not reporting him as an injury concern before the Falcons divisional game. Yeah. Only reporting his MCL uh, injury after the game. Apparently, it would just be held against them, you know, as a kind of, if they do anything else wrong. I don't have any... I know it's a rule over in the NFL that that's the case, and you have to list people. Mm Mm-hmm. And give reasons for their... They do it in all American sports. Because my favourite one was... This isn't NFL, but it was um, Greg Popovich, the San Antonio Spurs coach. Right. Who is like a likeable Bill Belichick, <laughs> if you don't know um, who Greg Popovich is. He's mm-hmm. very, very dry. Big papa. But is is just an iconic coach and, and wins a lot. Okay. And uh, he has a team of ageing players like Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, who you may or may not have heard of. Mm-hmm. And he rested them in a game, and you can't really—you're not really meant to rest players if they're not injured. So he put, he put them down uh, as as questionable or something. And it was like, what's the reason for it? And he said, old age. <laughs> <laughs> he listed that because they're, like, th- they're like they're like late thirties. Yeah, these players. He just doesn't care. You got a case of old. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> old age, bad knees. So I get that they have to do it, but I don't see why, because it it gives you an edge. I think. And just let him let him suit up and not play. Yeah, but also the the whole reason is the opposition is scheming against those players that they're expecting to be exactly. in. Exactly, it's why I think it's more interesting. <laughs> just don't, just don't, don't enforce it. Let them let them pretend that everyone's healthy, <laughs> <laughs> and then just free up the game. If it's a rule, it's there for a reason, right? Either he also you all, played you all the whole game, by it or you don't. He also played the whole game. Yeah. So if he's questionable and there's a genuine risk he's not going to play, I totally get it. But they'd made a premeditated decision that he was going to start that game. 
So it's just a nice excuse after they lost. Can you really? Yeah, but he obviously was injured. We know there was a dramatic difference in his performance. But if that's a risk the Seahawks want to take, then why do they need to? He he literally started and finished that game, played the whole way through. Mm. Why you? uh, It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Okay. If he'd have come out after one play, I'd have been like, oh, okay. You know, like if he needed one game to break the record for the most consecutive and he just played one snap, I'd be like, oh, come on, that's outrageous. But mm-hmm. he played start to finish, Sherman, in that game. Alden Smith's reinstatement chances are hanging in the balance after police were called to one of his San Francisco homes over the weekend. Oh. Uh, his reinstatement referral is due March, I think, early March. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's still on, on track. But uh, this isn't going to help him at all. No. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he's still going to get another chance in uh, in Oakland? Or Las Vegas? Or wherever they're going to be? What, will they keep him? Well, yeah. Yeah, I would. But I'd offer him... I'd do you think off- he's actually going to get a chance to play, though? Are the league going to reinstate him? Don't, I don't mind. I'd keep him on a roster, but I'd change his contract. I'd give him the, I don't think he's getting paid, because he's banned. But, He's not going to pay at the moment, no. Yeah, so I'd, yeah, I'll keep him under contract and then renegotiate and say, look, you need to prove yourself. Here's one and a half mil a year, whatever the the minimum is for his, how long he's been in the league for. The talent's never been in question, has it? It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's why I'd pay him a million, uh, the minimum salary I could pay him and tell, and none of it guaranteed. Yeah. And say to him, look, I think you're a better player than this. Maybe give him some bonus money if he gets 10 sacks or whatever he does. But can you imagine him, Bruce Irvin and Khalil Mack? <laughs> in a team that's a joke of course I would keep him it would definitely help the Raiders if they have him yeah. but look, you look as at- long as he's playing and as long as he's not doing what he constantly does and that's make mistakes yeah off the field on the field he's fine yeah yeah but there's, there are these talented players that are, are complete messes you look at um, do you remember Justin Blackman yeah the Jags receiver. receiver yeah who's still under contract with the Jags is he, he? would you chuck him in there he's just banned indefinitely yeah would you chuck it? Can you imagine him in there with the two Allens? Yeah, it'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be unreal. So yeah, you'd keep him on. You'd renegotiate the contract so it's the minimum you'll pay, and mm. you'll take the talent. It's just such a shame that, that no one can kind of no. steer them right. Who's got? Where's the wide receiver? Oh, well? Gordon. What's his name? Yeah, Josh Gordon. Josh for Gordon. the Browns. Yeah, or not for the Browns? They have released. him. They have released him now. Yeah. But he's another one. He got kept around for ages and ages. Well, because the talent was undeniable. Absolutely. But it's the same with Alden Smith and same with Justin Blackman. Mm. Such a shame, really. It's a shame. Just kind of hope that eventually they're going to see it. And hope, you know, usually it comes too late. I get really angry when I see people waste talent like that. Because Vince Young. Yeah, yeah. But you look at someone like who is so hungry and doesn't necessarily have it. Look at someone like Tim Tebow as an example. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine Tim Tebow with Alden Smith's talent? (laughs) <laughs> he'd be the best defense. He'd be the best linebacker in the league. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's frustrating that these these people are thrown away when there's others that would you know frankly would kill to have that I, kind of. I guess it's it's difficult to comprehend because we're fans of the game, and when you're a fan of the game, you can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to play the game. But yeah. there is that thing, isn't there? When you've you've played it since you were a little kid, and yeah. to some extent, the the higher up you go in the in the profession. Mm-hmm. the more like a business it gets and the less fun it gets because you're being told when to play, where to play, what to wear, what to say. Yep. You know, and for some people it does drain the fun out, or the passion out of why they started doing it in the first place. Yeah. so you do get these players in all sports yeah, that yeah. just see it as it's, it is a job and I don't actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
and so they might not put the full amount. They might know how much you. It's like any job, isn't it? You know, you know how much work you can put in to get through the day and yep. not to get sacked. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between not getting sacked and getting a promotion. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's also the factor of of a lot of these guys. There is, a, you know, it's it's football, or there's a genuine risk of poverty, and they're part of. They might be part of. You know, they've got rough people around them when they're younger, and they're trying mm-hmm. to get out of it, and it's really difficult. And that's why the draft's so interesting. It's my favourite thing is that, you know, you can see unquestionable talent, Alden Smith. But what happens when you give that guy at 18 years old or 21 years old mm-hmm. millions of dollars Yeah, and go, actually, your friends are bad news and you need to stop hanging around with them because they make you want to take drugs. They make you want to stay out late. They yeah. make you want to potentially go and shoot someone because they've disrespected you to use well i'm i'm being serious these are people that have actually been drafted in the last few years and it's you can't that's the other thing you've got to assess and you don't understand i I i'm totally with you Mm -hmm. that these people you know the fun gets sucked out but there's also that other determining factor which is their upbringing or their friends or their you know their posse or whoever they've got around them Mm -hmm. and how they're going to react and are they going to leave these Klingons to bring these guys down? I'm not saying that is the case with Alden Smith. It might be of his own doing, but a lot of times it's where people have got, you know, you, you keep attachments that you shouldn't, frankly. And yeah. uh, and you're drawn back into the, well, you know, I'm a gangster, so all my mates are gangsters. <laughs> well, no, you're a millionaire yeah. who needs to try really hard. And, yeah, you don't need to And be just there. keep your head out of trouble. And, and you know what, frankly, you can retire at 35 and live the rest of your life wherever you want. There are so many pitfalls. But absolutely, absolutely. There is a reason why they don't naturally just want to play the game all the time. It's because, yeah, it's one thing going down the park on a Saturday afternoon and playing a game of yeah, football. Yeah. It's another thing having to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to get on a plane to go yep. seven hours to Buffalo mm-hmm. to then go and play a game. You know, when you're told to. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I had it to to a small extent with my football. Sorry, career. Buffalo. But... Well, no, it's true. No, I I I totally understand that. I I. Played, had relative success playing soccer or football here. You did? Had a professional contract and I have never, besides a few games of five-a-side, ha- have never played football. Since? Since. Because yeah. it, it took all the fun, drained, took all the fun. I was playing from a professional age or for, for a professional team from seven years old. Mm-hmm. So when I got into my 20s, it was, you know, that's, I've sort of missed out on my childhood and I've had to, there's a the, peek behind the curtain <laughs> well it is no I, I totally get it these guys you know look at the college games they're all Friday nights mm-hmm. so you play and then do you go out or you know yeah you might do but then you've got to be in practice if you win yeah. you're a king in that town yeah, absolutely. you can go anywhere absolutely but it's things like sacrificing when your mates are going out drinking you can't do that and, and you know when mm-hmm. he's when he's suspended and he wants to smoke a <laughs> smoke something he shouldn't be doing and yeah. uh, and video himself then you know he's going to do that because maybe he didn't when he was 15 16 years old when he was didn't trying get to get to, yeah. trying to trying to make it yeah so yeah interesting point totally agree thanks very much so we really hope that Auden Smith gets back in the league because one thing we want to see is talent playing these games I don't I hope he does but not in the Raiders because they're in my division <laughs> that's until you switch teams until you finally <laughs> snap I don't like I what don't, more can they do to you now? I don't like reading Los Angeles in front of my team's name <laughs> I really don't it doesn't feel right does it Los I like, Angeles charges I like parts of Los Angeles but I was relatively underwhelmed mm. 
um, I think because I've been so overhyped. So that's again not nothing against our LA fans. No, I picked San Diego because that was my favourite place. I went. I've to. never been, so it could be amazing for me. I don't know. Yeah, you might love it. Yeah, and there's maybe. there's parts that are, that are great, but I think I'd, I had it I'd so overhyped by cinema. LA, it's LA. It's yeah, LA. that I was. Yeah, just wasn't. It, it didn't. It didn't live up to my expectations. All right. All right. So I'm not happy about this LA move. <laughs> not that they give. Oh god! We're going to hear about this all off season. Not though. that they care. Yeah, but they should. <laughs> all right, back in a minute, guys. Welcome back, guys, to the final part of the Jim the King Alpha podcast for Valentine's Day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached the sexy final segment, have we? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> happened. And as we've uh, we've talked all about offense this week, King, mm-hmm. it's only right that we give a shout out to the the fresh blood in the league. Mm-hmm. And as we did in part one, that's not unnerving. As we did in part one, where we went through our top quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, and tight end, mm-hmm. we should really do it for the rookies as well. Yeah, we going so- offense. Of course we're going offence. Next week we'll do defence. Okay. So this week it's all about the offence. Okay. So are we going to have a unanimous quarterback? Is there any way that you haven't picked Dak Prescott as the I took the J- top? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. I thought you might have said that. <laughs> For comedy effect. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had an okay season. Deserves a couple of votes, I think. Um, yeah, it deserves a mention, but... No, really? there's no way. There's no way you can't go with Dak Prescott. What a great season! I mean, Dak guy. Yeah, he's Dak guy. We should have known watching the Gruden tapes and stuff like that. You know that this guy had a, his head screwed on right. I said I liked him, Jim. I said yeah. I liked him. You gotta watch out for the Prescott. Yeah, you gotta watch out for him. You do. That impression never if, gets old. If anyone was, he just seems so composed in the pocket. I know he's got a good O-line, as, as Punk said, you know, if you stick him in Tampa, he'd be rushing around a bit more, but he just seems like he's in control, even even if the stats aren't completely there, like he's not getting 400 yards a game. Yeah. I, the Does one, it matter? He's still winning? The one thing he needs to improve on is his third down conversion. He wasn't mm-hmm. fantastic on third down, but he's a rookie, so I'm, yeah. I'm really nitpicking. Just Yeah. But uh, yeah, fantastic season. I so, think, you know, absolutely at, unanimous decision for best quarterback. If you're looking at the next 10 years, yep. then, geez, they're in a great position at quarterback. They don't have to worry about mm. a quarterback, I don't think. And they got but... Tony Romo to come back as well. <laughs> don't start that. Okay, so as Dak was a unanimous pick for quarterback, yep. I'm guessing the first running back we're picking is also a unanimous pick in Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, there's no point even really talking about it, is there? I mean, no. this guy was, like you said in an earlier podcast, he was in sight of Dickerson's rookie record. Yep. He Eric was... Dickerson, one of the best players to ever play the game, looked like a gazelle on the field. Yep. And despite the fact that he looks like Wicket from uh, Return of the Jedi, Ezekiel Elliott has had an amazing season. He has. He's he's He was absolutely in that conversation for me with David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell yeah. for the best running back in the league. And it's he doesn't scary. look like he's fast, but he is rapid. I think he's maybe it's just because we got bitten by rookie running backs for the last couple of years, you know. 
I mean, Melvin Gordon was a, a prime example of someone who was highly touted through the draft and was expected to be a you know a plug in and play. Yeah, he was. Yeah, number one running back, and it took him a season to adjust. This season, great, but I think you know now we running backs don't tend to get picked that highly now. No, there's because of the length, the you know, the endurance that they have. You have to be a standout to get exactly. picked that high. You know, David Johnson wasn't picked high. Le'Veon Bell wasn't picked high. You know, they weren't first round picks. No, no. So when when you pick someone with the third, uh, was it fifth? Fifth pick. Yeah. Fifth pick. There is a little bit of a worry there that maybe he's not quite as good as you think he is. He's had a great O line to run behind, but that still doesn't hide the fact that he this guy is a serious talent. He is. He's an absolute beast. He's phenomenal. And with that, we we'll, we shall move on because there's no point in talking about Ezekiel anymore. No, nope, um, everyone knows. All the knows. go to him. Everyone knows. So next up is running back number two. Yeah, I think this is an obvious choice as well. Yeah, I think pretty much. Jordan Howard. Yeah. Chicago Bears. Jordan Howard. I mean. It was a bad season for the Bears. I mean, you know, they've had some not great seasons over the last few years anyway, mm-hmm. but this was particularly smelly. It was. You know, it they was. got shut out by the uh, the Seahawks, I think it was, earlier in the season. Yep. And really, Jordan Howard has been the only bright spark on that team. On offense until Alshon Jeffrey came back, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. They've had now a, Alshon Jeffrey's a free agent, so yeah, absolutely. he might not stick around. Absolutely. I just don't know who the quarterback's going to be there. No. And John Fox is still there. Interesting then, interesting thought here. Mm-hmm. Or side note. Yeah. I had both Ezekiel Elliott and Jordan Howard in my fantasy team. Session. Oh, did you? And Melvin Gordon. Oh, did you? <laughs> Mate, diamonds in the rough that is a, what I'm looking for. That was a dive for. pick there for Melvin Gordon. Diamonds. You, everyone you, said you it. You never knew he was going to go back to Of course that. I did. <laughs> Mind you, I picked him in like the fourth round. Well, that's your, you're my Svengali, aren't you? I am. You, you know more than the average bear when it comes to NFL players. Yeah, half my team was rookies. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Jordan Howard, over 110 yards a game. Yep. Well, over 120 yards a game when he was actually starting. Uh, yep. 13 games he started. Yes. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It. Yeah. I was... I originally thought Derek Henry, but... Didn't have enough. Not enough. He didn't do enough in the first year. I think he had wasn't to, given the ball enough. I don't mean he, he, had he to didn't split do enough. It far too much with, yeah, with Demarco Murray. Um, hopefully, uh, next season he'll see more more reps, mm. and he seemed pretty devastating when he was on the ball. Yeah, and Kenyon Drake, who I gave a little shout out to at the start of the season, you did made some plays on special teams, but because of a Jai's performance similar to to Derek Henry, just didn't get enough touches on offense to really make a difference. Devontae Booker was one that didn't really. Shine. No, until the last game where I think he then rushed for about 400 yards. But other than that, he did nothing. <laughs> he, he, he unfortunately had a really costly fumble in one of the first weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And it then, yeah, from then it just it held off. So mm-hmm. that was a bit of a shame. And CJ, Pro, CJ Procise had one good game for the Seahawks, I think it was. And then he got injured. Yep. Anyway, so that's what we've got. We've got Ezekiel Elliott and Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Far and away the most productive backs as rookies this year. So, on to the wide receivers. This is probably going to be quite straightforward as well, I think, King. Yeah. Number one I've got here is Michael Thomas from the Saints. Yeah, also on my fantasy team. Yes, he was great. Oh, jeez. He was great. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looked brilliant, actually. Um, seemed like he had a rapport immediately with 
with Drew Brees. Mm. Did you know that he only dropped four of 96 catchable passes to him? I didn't. That's a great stat. And he also broke 20 tackles from cl- uh, from the catch. Yeah, he's a strong boy. Yeah. So and he's no scary good. Drew Brees was in enjoying throwing to him. Yeah. Because this boy was bringing it down. Yeah. Over 95% of the time. Yeah. So Could you work that out easily? Because it was 100. <laughs> it wasn't 100%. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, he was great. He was great. I saw early on. I didn't draft him before everyone thinks I am literally no, a genius. No, you did pick him up. I did pick him up, but I noticed after week one how, or week two it might have been actually, that how just how impressive he was and how quickly he'd become part of the that favorite. offense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which also helped his opposing wide receiver. Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it and then you didn't. Um, yeah, Brandon Cooks like had a good you season. You need me to save you. <laughs> Come on, carry on. I knew it was Cooks. I couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> but yeah, he had a really good season because I think he then had a threat on the other side. Yeah, I think it definitely helps. Mm. But um, yeah, there we go. Just looking at the next one down. Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Was mine. Yeah. <sighs> was mine. He was my. I didn't really know because. <sighs> The other one's Malcolm Mitchell, I think, with New England, who's also on the rookie team. What? The NFL rookie team. No, no, no. Fourth-round uh, fourth pick, won a Super Bowl. I've not picked Malcolm Mitchell. He had six catches in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I've not picked him. No? No. 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 Don't like winners. Wait, are we, are, did you pick Sterling Shepard then? I, I did, confirm but this. Mitchell was my, th- my third option. Oh, no, you've missed out on the most exciting of them all. Who? Tyreek Hill no he's special team I have to apologise to Tyreek because last week I did say that it wasn't his first season but it was his first season apologise to Tyreek yeah oh not me and you and everyone else that heard it alright I thought it wasn't his first season because he looked so accomplished yeah every time he touches the ball yeah now you can okay you can say he's just a kick returner but he's not because just in receptions okay King 61 receptions for 593 yards. He's averaging, that's just under 10 yards a catch. Yep. Six touchdowns on offense. How many of right? those were caught behind the line of scrimmage? Six touchdowns, okay. <laughs> they were passes. How about rushes then? 24 rushes for 267 yards. That's over 11 yards a rush and three touchdowns. So overall, and then you've got to include punt and kick returns, yep. right? So this boy, on 138 overall all-purpose touches... Did 1,836 yards, averaging over 13 yards a, a possession, and 12 touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Smashing. Smashing Malcolm Mitchell, all right? Yeah. But. So. How's his jewelry looking? How's the them season? apples? How's, how's his jewelry looking? Oh, at the end of the season? look at his ring. Is that the only the only reason we're picking? It's the Malcolm only thing Mitchell. I've got compared to Malcolm Mitchell. Tyreek Hill was all overall, and he was electric. You can't say. I'm not I mad mean, at the that. speed of the boy. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that pick. To be fair, thank you. I'm not mad at that. You can have that one. Sterling Shepard was the kind of the average guy in in it for, for me. I mean, he got eight touchdowns, but really he was far behind uh, Beckham. Mm. When you're looking at the the receiving core there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you you just yeah, he was closer to Victor Cruz than he was Beckham. Yeah, you're picking up whatever's left over, mm. but still, Sterling Shepard had a good solid year, which is why I picked him as my as in my three. Solid, solid pick for you there. I think I'm happy with that. Thanks. So the last one then, King, before I let you go, mm-hmm. is the tight end. 
Mate, you know who it is. You know who it is. (laughs) Who is it? Hunter Henry. It is Hunter Henry. Of course it's Hunter Henry. Only 36 catches though this season, which isn't a lot. He seemed to be on every highlight. He must just only have caught touchdowns. Well, considering he did 478 yards, that's 13.3 average yards a reception. Love them apples. eight touchdowns. That's decent. He only went deep, didn't he? Every time he caught the ball, he was going forwards and... uh, You've, you've actually got a replacement now for Antonio Gates. Normally thought you know, you'd, you'd get someone there or there, there wouldn't be a gap between Antonio and the next viable tight end. But no, you, I think you that found was a, him. I think that was a great pickup. Yeah. Great pickup, Hunter Henry. And 36 receptions speaks to the fact that he's actually doing a lot of blocking, which is what you know, a primary job for a tight end as well. Yeah, and Gates was still playing a fair amount and, and Rivers was sharing the ball around because... Yeah. Despite Keenan Allen's early injury, which is, was a huge loss for the for the Chargers, it was. Um, you know, Terrell Williams and and Dontrell Inman and all these players stepped up and and had reasonable seasons. So, yes, all round, all round positives. <laughs> There's some young players, really good young talent at the Chargers at the moment. Yeah, um, which and is they're going to be watched by packed out crowds of twenty seven thousand. Yeah, huge. huge. Yeah. the atmosphere there is going to be. Electric, <laughs> electric. Oh but yeah, dear. I like those. I like those picks. I'm happy with those picks. And you sold me on Tyreek Hill. Thank e- you. Even despite telling me he wasn't a rookie last week, so you may have, <laughs> may or may well, not have apologised for that. King, you have. Right? You apologised to him first yeah. and foremost. Well, why not? Well, because he knew he was a rookie. <laughs> I thought he was. Well, now I've confirmed it. Yes. <laughs> so Thank now you. he knows for sure. Thank you. He is a rookie. Yeah, damn sure. So, and that's it, guys. So, that was the offense for 2016 slash 17. Oh, nice and, slash uh, there. So, next week, we haven't forgotten about them completely. We'll be talking about the defense. I'm excited about the defense. It's, it wins championships. It does. I'm While we've been, we've been flirting with the uh, the skill players on offense, really, it's the the players that put their hand in the dirt that Mate, should get the, the kudos. My t- I've already got my team sorted. Have you? I thought about it today. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yep. So, okay, until next week then, guys. I've been Jim. That's been The King. And thanks so much for listening. Yeah.